You'll Peter? never believe who's sponsoring this episode. <laughs> I know. Let's say it together. One, two, three. King, King Spa. Spa. This episode is brought to you by King Spa, our favorite, favorite Korean spa. Oh, my gosh. If you're in Chicago, go check them out in Niles. Just a beautiful space to self-care. Re- recover. Recover. You and I became friends there. Yes, we did. Yes. <laughs> and also, did you know they have a location in Dallas with Do a water they? park? Oh, my God. A water park. Like, oh, my God. King Spa. I want to go. I want to go to Dallas. Please take us to Dallas. And they have another location opening. <gasps> a new one in? Northern Virginia. That's right. That's so right. if you're in Northern Virginia and you're Korean, or if you like, like Korean spas. And if you just love life. Yeah. Get excited because King Spa is coming to your town. All right. Thank you, King Spa, for the sponsorship. And thank now. You, King Spa Daddy. Yes. <laughs> on with the episode. Merry Christmas. <laughs> we are committed to this shit. <laughs> I know. It's uh, December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what are we going to do? Not leave the um, the listeners with an episode? A hot app? No. No. No, we ain't doing that shit. No. We're gonna we're gonna get our asses to our respective studios and get you a hot ass episode just in time for you to be on a plane or hot in a car. Semen. Yeah. Yes. And going to your family's house or going to some loved one's house. Uh, maybe it's yours, but thank you so much for listening. Welcome maybe to the Maybe not Achimashu. so loved, but whatever, you're there. <laughs> whatever. You're there. Or maybe you're alone, but you have us as your friends in your yeah. ear holes, and we love you for that. So thank you so much for listening. Unji, it's Christmas! I <laughs> okay, first of all, Merry Christmas. Thank you. You you as well. Yes, I'm so thankful and grateful to have you as a friend and as a co-creator, Same. as mm-hmm. a co-host of this fantabulous show. It's tr- I mean, it's really wonderful to have someone like to share successes and failures with. <laughs> Lots of failures. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. many failures. Well, uh, now that you're talking about it, um, uh, before we go into our show, I just want to say, please visit our Patreon. Please. Patreon.com slash Ajma Show. It's on all our socials, on our links, in our bios. There's new shit on there. There's sneak peek. Um, there's exclusive uh, video that we're going to post today before the episode yeah. comes out. We're working for you. We're working for you. Also, we're on Instagram and Twitter, so co- check us out. We're posting pretty regularly. Yeah. Like new... Um, kind of audio footage mm-hmm. and uh, photos, like a wonderful, beautiful photos taken at our live show. Gorgeous Promo photos. photos. Gorgeous. Taken by a gorgeous man. Gorgeous, honey. Matt Misk Cisco, <laughs> please go check him out. Um, he's on all our socials too. But on this holiday, if you can spare $5, Ten, fifteen dollars, anything, something. We would love for your support, and your support only not only allows this podcast to happen, but it allows us to get cooler stuff, um, get you more merch, more um, uh, exclusive material. It makes live uh, shows possible. It makes it possible shows. for us to go places. It takes it. We it enables us to proselytize and spread the good <laughs> word of Ajima. That's right. Bringing the Ajima spirit to you coast to coast. And by the way, East Coast folks, we are coming to the East Coast in a we few are. months. We are. We can't tell you where yet just because yet. we know, but we just can't tell you yet because contracts have not been signed. But we have a venue in the East Coast that is 
fucking thrilled to we have that. We got dot I's, we got to cross T's. That's right, honey. Get our lawyers involved. So <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to come to the East Coast. So if you're listening from the West Coast or anywhere else, from, I don't know, Zambia, anywhere in the, <laughs> in the damn world, Canadians, you know? Yes. Um, Your Patreon dollars help make it possible for us to travel and yeah. bring the live show to interesting places yes. so that Korean, like underserved Korean American communities get access to all of this ajima. Hell yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right. Now, to, moving on. Um, speaking of failures, <sighs> I've had a lot of failed Christmases. You know this. Yeah. Uh, some Christmases that didn't even start. You know, mo- most of my Christmases growing up, I remember, is um, my mom or both my parents yeah. basically putting up like a little three to four foot plastic tree. Yes. And, and then us like having kind of like a kogi dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some kind of like sangyeopsal. It yeah. was never kalbi. It was too expensive. So, right. <laughs> so it was sangyeopsal or chador. Chador begi, right? Okay. Yeah, thin yeah. cuts of brisket. Okay. And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And uh, we would have a little bit of that and then go straight to the casinos. <laughs> we would get a car sent to us, a stretch limo. Okay. And wow. Uh huh. All my samchuns, sumos, umma, you know, everyone yeah. would pile in, all my cousins would pile in, and we would mm-hmm. go to the showboat. And then the adults would gamble, and the kids would just like hang out in the pool, slash, like, there's some video games and boardwalk stuff. But I'm that, that was my Christmas. Like, I didn't know. Uh, I have like three to five that I grew up with. Okay. Almost none of them I still talk to. Right, right, right. right. I mean, I talk to them like via Insta. Okay. But it's not like, hey, cuz, what's up? Like, on a weekly basis. That's not happening. Actually, I don't know if I'm talking to anyone on a weekly basis besides you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, truly, that is, yes, truly. I would say that you are up there in terms of, like, people I uh, stay in contact with, and it's by virtue of this podcast. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, truly. And that's something new, though. That's, like, adult shit. That's, like, what happens. That's some adult shit where we're, like, okay, we got to prioritize time. We have to figure out, you know... Uh, you know what is worth it what can we compromise on it's very adult yes yes but anyway speaking going back to failed Christmases I've had a lot of bad Christmases and this year I am hosting you know as you guys all know famously hosting my first Christmas very interesting so excited for you Peter I'm so scared Unji what do I do if my mom starts with me starts with you how that is hard I have been unable to do that to stop yourself from yeah do you guys know something about your mom being there? You become the teenage version of you. Exactly. I want to be the 37-year-old Peter Kim with my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't want to revert to like fucking 12-year-old Peter Kim. I know. And then my mom says one bad thing about my hair, my something. looks, my clothing, yes. or my food. She's not food. Gonna be able to stop herself. Don't She's ask not. her to do that. You can't I, ask the, her to change. <laughs> she's too old to change. She's too old to change. And so also, she's not on the same journey that you are. So you're, right. you're the only person that has changed. You're right. I'm the only one that's gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this year, I want to have a frank conversation with my mom and my brother and be like, hey, can we change this dynamic moving forward? Because my mom truly has lost everything. Yeah. She's, we don't have a home in New York. Yeah. She's moved to Philly. My brother's moved to San Jose. And we have no like central like locus. 
uh-huh. for a f- like but your a brother f- moved to San Jose. Yeah, so there's no New York home anymore. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's really yeah. hard, and I'm like, who? What is my identity if not for as a New Yorker first? Yes. yes. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I, I now I'm an LA person hosting Christmas in LA, which has its own things. You know, it's like fucking gray and hot. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's 64 degrees. <laughs> Gray and hot. That is how I describe myself. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. We have the whole um, Christmas agenda planned, but my mom is throwing a fucking monkey wrench into it already. How? So on the 26th after Christmas, Christmas Eve, they come in. Christmas Mm -hmm. Day, we have our like mandu. We're making mandu at home. Okay. Like hundreds of them and they're freezing them and honestly giving them to like friends and family and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good activity. Peter. Yeah. And it's a nice way to like keep your, our hands busy right. and uh, keep us from fighting. Yes. Yeah. So by the way, this is for you guys. If you are ever, if any of you listeners are hosting your own Christmas, mm-hmm. um, uh, just pack the agenda. Yes. Don't let there be any free time for any type of fucking arguments or shady yes. comments. Yeah. Anyway, so my mom says, she calls me the other day and she goes, okay, you know, on the 26th, we're supposed to go to K-Town and go eat Sangyeopsai at this place that we went to before. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, okay, well, I'm going to call my friend out. And I was like, what? What What friend? Yeah. And she was like, oh, remember that guy I told you about? And already I'm like, "Eh, Uh, eh, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm like, I cannot have you introduce a third father to me. (laughs) I'm pushing 40, bitch. I can't have more dads. Please. <laughs> but it's this guy who works at Taehyung Okay. Korean Airlines. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a pretty, I think, established dude. I and remember this. It's Mr. Mr. Kim. I think so. I forget what his last name is, but I think it's Mr. Kim, and he, which would be amazing for me and my last name if they yeah, got yeah. married. But see, this is already my mind. My brain is already jumping ahead to like him being my father. Yeah, right. But, she, but the thing is, my mom's sixty-two years old. Right. This guy's sixty-two. They're high school friends. They're t- these two uh, people in their sixties mm-hmm. want to hang out during Christmas, and you you expect me to believe that he's your chingo? He's your friend. You know, my mom's always saying like, oh, 그냥 친구야. He's just my friend from high school. We're just friends. And I'm like, yeah, right. What kind of friend wants to hang out with a woman in her 60s and yeah. her two kids? What <laughs> are you talking like, it's about? It's different, though. It's different. There's Tell a yes, one- of course, it's a date, but it's not the same way. No. You think there's it's a platonic Hangout? Of course it's not. Of course it's not. There's no but that's way. That's how they talk about it. There's no I know. dating. I know. It's a straight up like they're not being they're not being straight up with me. And this yeah. happened last night when I was living in San Francisco in 2012. When I was moving out of my apartment, about to I go to Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Um, my mom came to visit to help me, like you know, transition out of San Francisco. And then she goes, "Oh, my chingu bulasa." She. I, I. I called a friend. I was like, "Who? Oh, this guy, Mr. Park." And this guy, Mr. Park, comes and is hanging out. And by the way, she was like, oh, Mr. Park's coming from Las Vegas. Can you get us a hotel room? Hmm. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? She was like, oh, I, we can't stay at your place. So get, can you get us a room? Oh, I, we'll pay you back. We'll pay you back. Two beds, two beds. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, right, bitch. Y'all fucking. 
You are fucking stop lying to me. And I don't care. I want I'm sex positive about everyone. My mom, yeah. especially. I'm like, I want her to get laid. Please. Yes. yes. Have, there's not that many years left to, to fucking get a nut. Get that nut, mom, please. You know, like I'm begging. But like, <laughs> just be upfront with me. So here's what I'm thinking. Is this is another guy, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to come out. And I've been begging my mom, like, hey, move to L.A. Why don't you call your friend up? He's, ob- he's widowed. Okay. And he has a son. She's like, oh, no, no, it's not like that. I'm like, okay, just make it that. You yeah. guys are in your 60s. You already like each other as friends. Yeah. Okay. How much more do you need? You need companionship. You don't want to fucking wither away by yourself. And my mom lives in Philly. She's going to like slip on a fucking sheet of ice and crack her head open. And there's going to be no one to fucking call. No emergency life alert, nothing. Both her kids are across the country, you know, no yeah. husband or, you know, a gal, pal or whatever to help her out. So I'm, I'm, you know, as her firstborn son, I'm very worried. I'm yeah. super worried about my mom and her health and just her well-being. And I would like for this dude or any dude really, or any, you know, strong willed lesbian to take care of my mom, like please anyone. So I'm thinking, and let me know and if you think this is a good idea or not, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to dinner and then when he comes, I'm going to be like, you know, really like charming and yamjun and just like yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then towards the end of dinner, mm-hmm. uh, when the bill comes, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up. Okay. Wow. And then I'm going to put my credit card down. Mm-hmm. And before I close the billfold, mm-hmm. I'm going to look at this Ajashi in the face and be like, <gasps> What? Well, she's done it to me millions of times of before, course. gal. Okay, but you're too Here's young some to die of embarrassment. <laughs> my mom, <laughs> my mom's too mean to die of embarrassment. Okay, trust me, <laughs> that's not how she's gonna go. I know, I, it's not in the cards for her. I mean, either it'll either be he'll either think it's very funny, yeah, right, or or it'll like go bad. <laughs> It'll be so awkward that no one's going to be able to speak. Yeah, because it depends on where they are in their relationship. But the, that's what my thing is, because she's obviously like tiptoeing around the fact that like this guy is a romantic interest. Right. And secondly, and, and I'm sure she's doing it because of me and my brother, because we're her children. Right. So I want to break the ice for us. I want to be like, you know what? We're, bitch, I am not a child. I'm almost 40. I can't be like tiptoeing around this shit. I want, I want to know that my mother, who I love, is going to be taken care of by you, a man with an apartment with multiple bedrooms and who has a great job at Korean Airlines. Uh, is that too frank? Is that too forward? Uh, like, that's just really not, especially like Korean older people, that's really not... I know, style. I know, I know. But you know me, I'm not the type to be like straight up Korean style. I, I don't even know if it'd be, if it was like her brother, it would be okay. But because <laughs> you're 
the other. I don't know yeah. if that's like. Do you know what I mean? You think it's gonna it's gonna be made worse? Yeah, like it would be different. I think even if it was like some sort of ajashi or like yeah. even like. You think the age difference, the generational gap is yes. too big for me yes. to speak in that, totally. in, in those terms? Yeah. Even though it's very respectful, it's still, it's okay. still like, will you have my mother? Yeah. <laughs> will you take her in? Will you take her in? What do you think of her? I mean, like, yeah. that's that, that, mula. Like, I really don't know. This is, like, new territory for me in terms of, like, social <laughs> etiquette. I know. Me too. Like, it's really, truly brand new territory. Yeah. Because, like, it's, like, even the way that you're saying it, it is, like, kind. it's, like, it could be funny and yeah. You know like, what I mean? Kind of, like, winky and charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah. It depends on the kind of ajashi he is. But here's what, to make a call. Well, that's true. I mean, if he's the type of ajashi that I can't even bring this stuff up with, then where it's I, all straight I, up like insa and like very yeah. Yeah, which I wouldn't be anyway with any ajashi. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. I'm, I've never been the type of Korean kid to be um, respectful. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like I've always been that Korean kid who broke every fucking norm because I don't want to give you that status. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't even talk to my mom in Chundemar. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. yeah. So like if I'm not going to give my mom any generational respect, who the fuck are you? You ain't related to me. But, Zero. No, but this is the, the this is the long game though. You don't want to fuck up your mom's that, see, game. Okay, that's the thing. If I have to, I guess, like sit there and realize, is this yeah. gonna be a concerted? Um, is this gonna be a good gamble? Yes. You know, I'm gonna talk yeah. to my brother about it. I think. Yeah, that would be good because your brother might have more context for the relationship too. He doesn't. He 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 knows nothing about him. I actually know more about him than he does. Oh my god. I know. Mother of secrets, my mom. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I'll let you tough. know how that goes. It's going to be. So you guys um, are going to, uh, he's coming on the 26th. Yeah. And that's the thing. My mom always be fucking calling people out for f when it's like family time. Yeah. It's like she doesn't know how to be around her kids without like another adult buffer there. It's true. I mean, it is hard. It's hard because. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just because she doesn't have like the wherewithal to have an on to be honest with us or to have like an honest conversation and something that I've been forcing with my mom since day one. It's like hard. my Korean second, do not want to. Korean parents do not want to have truthful yeah, conversations. I know it's and embarrassing. Yeah, it's I, embarrassing. I love. Oh my god, uh, that's one thing I love embarrassing my mom. <laughs> There's nothing I like more because it really like forces um, the break of that kind of tension between mother and son mm -hmm. into something brand new where we have to like we're all both everyone involved is off kilter. OK, I know it's going to be scary, but I, I think you're more adventurous with that stuff. I prefer to. <laughs> Yeah, I Just mean, imagine if you were it. in my I shoes. I take it. I take it. I okay. tolerate. I explode. I yell. Ah. My mom leaves being like, um, you know, like, 
Like, you know, yeah, like yeah. my mom leaves crying, talking about what a bad job I did being raised oh, by her. It's a crazy conversation. <laughs> <laughs> my but, mom tried that with me like, when I was young. She's not taking any fault. It's the fact that I was not willing to be raised by her correctly. I don't know. It's a, a complicated. But yeah, I don't, I'm not willing to do this. You are pushing through because you are trying to actualize as your own person <laughs> and I prefer to cower <laughs> and decay and never actualize. I prefer but, this. <laughs> okay, let me posit something then. Mm. I, could it be that because both your parents are alive and they have each other that you don't push stuff like this? Um, no, because I do not want the discomfort. Because ah, okay. I, I did this work. I've done the work for me personally. It's how I've managed to not get angry. We've talked about that work, right? So that yeah. I don't stay mad. I'm not constantly in a state of hyper criticism. Like mm. I'm not talking to myself the way my parents talk to me constantly anymore. That's great. And that's work. That's been work, right? That's a lot but of work. Like, but the repairing this like interpersonal stuff where I don't fly off, where they could learn to talk to me this way, it that's a different type of work. And I just am too tired. I'm just too tired. <laughs> like it's gonna be uncomfortable for so long. To yeah. what end? You know. And you're right. Maybe some of it is not that, having, that not that long. They don't have that much to live. Your parents and my parents. I mean, they don't even get along with each other. Still, I mean, like I, I don't <laughs> think like I'm gonna be the one to swoop in. Like it's their type of self-actualization, they don't even talk to them. They've never been those kind of people. They've never been those kind of people. Right, Like, right, you know, right. some times that you'll, like, my relatives in Korea that have a little more, like, intellectual engagement in their lives that haven't led, like, like hard lives, right? They've, like, been Seattle moms or they've been, you know, they've, like, haven't had to work because there's no alternative, right? Right. Um, the, the, those people, all of them ha lead inner lives. They have inner lives. They think about where they, you can see them actively trying to change. They have changed. My parents have not. It's a different thing. You know, that's like some of the slack I've given my parents because they don't have that luxury. We have the luxury of even thinking about our <laughs> inner lives and improvement, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I yeah. guess I'm just like, I'm I'm selfish in that I don't want my interactions with my family to be what it has been like because for and I think it's different maybe for you because again you have parents that you see a lot yes whether you fucking talk to them is a different story but you see Agreed. them a lot yes and I I don't see my family that much and this is the first time that me I, I, my house and my home what, that I have with my boyfriend. Um, is LB going to be there? LB's going to be there. And we're hosting together. So it's a brand new dynamic that no one has done before. So I'm just thinking of this as a way to just clear the Do palette. To it. it. You know? Who knows? I mean, your brother Who, might really need it. My brother really needs it. My you brother, know what I mean? Like yeah. your mom might be like, whatever, like weird, you know, like so, for whatever reason, sometimes when I put my parents into these situations, their eyes are like rolling. They can't like, they're like, Ugh, whatever. Like you're so lovey-dovey and you're like, yeah. they, they think of it as very American style. Exactly. And this And it is American style. It and is. guess what? You came to America. So yeah. this is the style. Okay. 
<laughs> it is you... hamburger. <laughs> we are having hamburger. Burger, steak. Yeah, burger. That's yeah. what we're having. And so emotionally, we're having emotional hamburger. Yeah, and you're gonna eat it, and you're gonna love it. <laughs> and we'll your brother, some... I mean, might it might help if at the very least. And I found this with my parents, like even though they think it's bullshit, they do wind up having a good time. They do ultimately have and derive some sort of satisfaction out of it because it makes sense. It's like why it's, you know, this expressing yourself and learning to be less angry and less anxious only helps. Exactly. And I think now that my mom's been alone for a while since she divorced my stepdad. Yeah. She's at a very vulnerable place, Mm. you know, and that's where I like to strike. I like I like to I like my mom to be emotionally defenseless. You wanna when her belly is up. Yes, exactly. (laughs) When the softest part of her is exposed. Exposed, that's when I attack. Yeah. Yeah. And that is exactly the verb you want to use. Attack. Attack. Strike. (laughs) Demolish. Oh, uh, anyway, I'll update you on how that happens. Um, how, luck, what, how are you feeling with Chris? Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I, I need it. <laughs> what are, what me, are your I'm, I'm things good. you're I'm like, about? you know, Anything? I have Hanukkahs. I have, I host an orphan Jumis on Christmas Eve. DM me if you want more info. <laughs> Everyone is welcome. <laughs> uh, I do a Christmas. I don't know. What, you know what? As my son gets older, there's like, it is interesting because like you said, like I've never had traditions. Like, it's been my parents, my mom always tries to figure something out last minute. She's like, I guess I'll make a stew. Sometimes she made tacos. It's mm. always like crazy stuff. Like, she doesn't know what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, we never, we have been gone through periods of closeness with my dad's side of the family. Sometimes we go to Old Country Buffet. We've been, oh, there's no, yes, I love but that. We, there's, there's been nothing consistent, right? They're trying something new every time. Every time, because they just don't know. <laughs> my mom just doesn't, you know. It's never like the idea of a tradition is very new. Foreign, yeah. Nothing's really stuck yet. Yes. Okay. And so um, I'm finding that I'm trying to figure out that too. You know, I'd like, I, I that is something that like I would have always really liked. Me too. Yeah. Some tradition, something to like look forward to yes. as the year gets busy, mm-hmm. as the solstice arrives. You know, the darkest time of the year. Yeah. We all want to hibernate and be close with our families. But it's, sometimes some of us, okay, some of us don't have families and that sucks. But yeah. some of us have families and we don't like spending time with them. Yes. So it, with that, I think the duty is upon us, mm-hmm. you know, to if you I've been crying about not having traditions and stability yeah. my whole life and blaming my parents immigration for it. Mm-hmm. But here's what. The onus is on me to make yes. new traditions yes. that I be the change, be the Christmas spirit you want to see in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a break. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Amazingly talented Nikki Yang, a writer and storyboard artist for Adventure Time, director Nikki Yang, Family Guy, Gravity Falls, Fish Hooks. Let me introduce you, Nikki Yang. And she's also the voice actress on Adventure Time for Bimo and Lady Rainicorn. I don't know if 
you guys uh, ever notice, I have this accent. <laughs> and then, um, so I, I grew up in different countries. Uh, I came from Korea, and then I, uh, my favorite cartoon was Miyazaki's uh, Future Boy Conan. It's kind of, yeah, yes. <laughs> and then it's kind of similar with Finn. There is a, a main character named Conan, and then it's adventure, and then she tried, uh, he tried to save the girl's name, Nina. And so it's very similar with the Finn's character, but that was my favorite character. I mean, cartoon. <laughs> All right, we are back. Back. All right, so we got some cool topics to talk about today. Oh, and yes. um, all right, the first topic, Unji. I want to talk about this. I, I did not, it just dropped Ronnie Chang's special on Netflix. Oh, my God. Asian Destroys America. Yes, Asian Comic Destroys America. It's in the old, like, Chinese propaganda-type films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way that it's like entirely stylized and the music, the yes, the, from the music to the way that it moves in, the red curtain, the yes. font, it, can, it all is just impecca- impeccably creative directed. Yes, um, absolutely. And I, you know, I went to the taping of this. That's what's crazy. That's so showbiz of you. <laughs> yeah, it was eight minutes away from my house. So I was like, all right, I'll go. And uh, my friend Sherry Cola was opening for him. Uh, both, yeah, both shows. So she was like, come on by. It'll be fun. I was like, okay. So I went and I, I, I I believe I told you when I went, how amazing this show was. No, you did not. Did I not tell you? You did not tell me. This is like, I'm actually pissed at you. I'm (laughs) I cannot believe I didn't tell you how good this was. It was so good. I guess I didn't realize that it would come out so soon after it taped. Cause it just taped like six weeks ago, maybe five weeks. And yeah. I just thought maybe they had this push for like a Christmassy holiday time release, but I had no idea when it was going to come out. So I was like, oh, okay. Cause usually things that tape, like take like a year to come out. Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, maybe Netflix I just rolls. forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. Netflix just rolls right through it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what this was. And I saw the first show that he did two shows. I saw the earlier show, his first one out of the gate and it was perfect. Wow. It was so perfect. Every step, every joke, every movement, every rant. It was, he, he's such a fucking machine. He is precise. Precise. And he's talking yeah. about living in New York and how he does, I don't know how much of the special made it into the cut. Five but to six shows a night. A night. Every night. Every fucking night. And yeah. it's, del- oh God, I want that so bad. You gotta live in New York for that kind of stage time. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's why the comics in New York got a whole different vibe going on. You know, yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, they're good. They're fucking sharp and they're like muscled. Yes. yes. And, and Ronnie Chang, I'm sorry, he is so hot. Yes. Talk about muscled. He's like a, a tight little body. Mm-hmm. He's not little, but he's compact and he does yep. jujitsu and he's always posting about his fucking jujitsu, sweating in his jujitsu tobok. God <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah. I'm hot. He's He, to me, is... Like, he he is the compact, that, like, intense fucking energy of, like, a New York. It's like a burr. It's, like, that sort of, like, intense yes. anger. Anger. Rage. Yeah, he's, like, contain, it's, like, barely contained rage. Yes. That he has to lift weights 
to <laughs> con- like compartmentalize <laughs> otherwise he will explode from the inside <laughs> yeah like sometimes when i was watching i was like man he said he's married i wonder how that's going <laughs> well i can tell he's a good devoted dude like even from the beginning when he's like lifting her you know that opening oh yeah have you seen this? i didn't see the opening no so the opening shot is of him like doing like um pulling on her back and stuff like the things that you do it's like a very asian thing to do like to like use each other's bodies in calisthenics ah uh, yes yes it's, yes it's like it's very classic asian like helsa yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know like yeah. a lot of things that asian people do for helsa yes. is like a lot of like sh- like moving your body rigorously yes like <laughs> tai t- t- chi adjacent yeah like just like you you clap and you slap your body you huh. like huh. Like yeah. key up, yeah. <laughs> you like slap your body in the various ab- appendages yes. in, a, in a vigorous way to encourage circulation. Yeah, get like, the blood flowing. Like, yeah, it's stuff that just like is bizarre, like the way you move your bodies and, and stuff. Um, it's all for Helsu. and uh, but like that, even his hand motions, because he mm. is he is an immigrant, and like it's that straight, like sort of like the hand motions, the sort of like. It, the way that his hands moved to me reminded me so much of my father. Yes, he's very dismissive with his hands. Yeah, and it's like yeah. that rigorous. It's like your fingers are too rigid. Yeah, and it's very flicky. <laughs> yes, it's flicky. Yes, that's how like that's how you get hit as a kid. That flick. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah, like, and like that's the way that uh, Opa and Hyungs would like hit you, flick yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's I want him to spank me. <laughs> And he's like, and even like his hair, he's very like, he's put together very conservatively, but he has liberal values, yes. which is like my thing. Like I dress like a church boy, yes. but I am very progressive and forward. And I thought I was like, wow, he's so angry. Mm-hmm. And he has, he has this perfect thing where he, he's an immigrant, but not just like straight up from China. Yeah. He's, he's a Chinese ethnic, but he where did he like Malaysia? Mal- Malaysia, yeah. So he he grew up in Malaysia and then he moved to Australia. Yes. That's where he, cool. he he cut his teeth mm-hmm. and he left some fucking career, some like Asian ass career yes. to do comedy, which is like, hello, that's both of that's us. That's like the law school. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, law school. Yeah. And then he um started comedy and then in Melbourne he like was a comedy darling there. Mm-hmm. And um, he was doing like hours upon hours every year. Every year, in, apparently in Australia, you have to do uh, in a new hour. Yeah. It's not like the U.S. No. It's like completely fucking rigorous. Yeah. And, uh, and um, Australian people are fucking wild. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's like a, a country full of Bostonians. You know what I mean? Just like super <laughs> yeah. racist white. and yeah. white and aggressive and like probably screaming and talking back to you the whole time you're doing your hour, you know? Yeah. So he that's, has a bro, a Asian bro energy. He has Asian bro energy, but it's yeah. not Asian bro values. No. Yeah. No. It's like, it's such a wild uh, amalgam that I'm like, it's so interesting and sexy. Yes, it is very, his act, from his accent down. It's like all things I recognize. Yeah. And it's in this energy that I also can read and it, it resonates with me. Yes. But it's so not indiv- individual to him. And also it because it's a little bro-y, because it's this like sort of like it's recognizable to all white people as a thing as well. 
Yeah, and he has that kind of vaguely European international accent. So why people yes. are like, oh, okay, he's not like straight from Beijing. Right. So what's going on? Like p- people are like constantly like thrown off kilter because of him. Yes. And I th- that's such a cool place to be. And also yes. it gives him this perspective saying, oh, I'm a visitor in America and you guys suck. Yes. And that's the whole thing of his special is like, what the f- it's great being here, but also what the fuck, you guys? This yes. shit's garbage. It's the anger. And like I will say that his hyper-specific stuff about Chinese-ness yes. and his own Even- life. Yeah, and his experience uh-huh. in um, in America was just mwah, spectacular. 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 Um, just amazing at um, delivering the jokes, his act outs. Stand from top premise through to tag, to punchline, to tag. To tag, to, to call act back. out, to callback. Oh my God. Just perfectly done. Yes. And not that, um, how do I say this? Um, intellectually boring. No, you know what I mean. Like he he tackles a lot of political stuff, but in such a fun, like I'm fucking pissed kind of way. Yeah. Like a uh, uh, curmudgeon, like Asian curmudgeon. Opa. Yes. yes, I'm in. I'm in. I was so impressed because honestly, his persona on the Daily Show and inside of the culture. Is that something I instantly recognized or even would have been able to identify and would certainly not have char- characterized myself as a fan? Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I actually, yes. um, when I watch him on Daily Show, I'm like, huh, this is kind of like one level. Yes. Like, but that's you all know? the correspondents are required. Yes. Oh, of course. Each yes. correspondent has their one thing. Yes. So like, you don't really get to see who they are. Had no idea that his stand-up would be this Spectacular. Like I I think the was, best special I've seen on Netflix. I was gonna say the same. I saw I watched also watched Michelle Wolf's. Oh, I heard that was really good. It was it is spectacular. Oh my I god. I will say that it is rivals Ronnie Chang's. I would say Ronnie's is um because Michelle probably the thing about it with Michelle is that she does not do much personal uh, confessional type humor. Yeah. So it is all overarching. And the thing that I think comics and comedians and audiences are experiencing is that because of Twitter and because of the proliferation of a lot of content, that take on broad uh, broad um, political or sociopolitical stuff is done before your hour comes out. Yeah. The, your take cannot is either, even if it is the best punchline, that take is already gone through this cultural ringer by the time your special comes out. Right. You know, it does. And there are plenty of jokes like that in Michelle's that are fucking spectacular, so smart, so whatever. But anything that is of the moment, it's tough. It, that shit ages hyper fast. So fast. So fast. So like even stuff that I, like I was talking to a friend about it. She does not in she is not in comedy. She's a fan of comedy, but she is not in comedy. And her take was, I just felt like I had heard a lot of it before. And this uh, is about Michelle Wolf's special, which is like, honestly, her opening bit about honors, otters and seals is spectacular. One, 100% one of the things that will go down as a thing, in my opinion. Uh, massage bit, Michelle Wolf's thing, again, go, will go down as a thing. But all the other stuff, 
My friend, fan of comedy, just thought if, quote unquote, it felt like stuff I had seen before. And that's because of how she does not really do a lot of personal material. That's the only way to stay fresh. Yes. And is that's to, the only way, yes. Yeah, is to be and specific what, about your life. And I think that's the stuff with Ronnie's special that I thought resonated so much. And that's the last half hour, that's the last 20 minutes of his special. Yeah. And it's Personal. spectacular. It's it is so simply good. spectacular. You guys have the, to go yeah. watch it. It's on Netflix right now. Ronnie Chang. He's not Korean, which is a bummer. I actually DM'd him and I was like, you're fucking fantastic and you're so angry. How are you not Korean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then truly that anger is something that I thought was very interesting because strangely enough, there are, haven't been that many Asian men in stand-up, yeah. right? Outside of Bobby. Yeah. Because I think so much of stand-up requires a little bit of an edge, a little bit of anger that is more palatable with women. Absolutely. In the, in, with Asian faces, right? We and as a culture yes. do not give Asian men any slack. Yes. I mean, look at Andrew Yang. Yeah. Look, look you know, we've been talking about the invisibility of it all. Have you mm-hmm. seen the latest debate? I did not watch it, no. You should watch Andrew Yang's clips. He loves he, it. He's good at that clip, baby. He delivers. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny he and yeah. he's sharp. Yeah. It's the reason why he survived. Yeah, exactly. Like and, the people on his team are good and savvy. Yeah, they're good. I just did a um, fundraiser for him last How'd night. Did it go? Did you, was he, did you show up? He didn't show up, no. But there were a lot of people and it was fun. And there was a lot of like Asians giving money. So I thought that was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I love Asian. I mean, that is one of <laughs> Ronnie's bits as well. You guys must check you it out. You have to see it. It was, it was, it is spectacular. And um, I, I thought there were parts about Asianness inside of it that were new yes. to American, um, the an, an, an American audience that I thought yep. was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and also seeing an Asian man in all of his glory and all of his hotness and all of his anger. Uh huh. Be unapologetic was very cool to me. Unapologetic, righteous anger from an Asian man. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. The only other thing I want is a gay Asian man. That's you. That's me. And here I go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So uh, I'm talking about something kind of near and dear to my heart. I don't know if this affects you too much. I haven't really seen you with this phenomenon, but we're talking about the Asian glow. Yes. Yes. I don't get it because I don't drink beer. Is it a beer thing? For me, it is. If I drink beer or if I drink um, red wine or white wine, really, at this point, I get this glow. Okay. It's very bad. I get a glow every single time. Yes. And um, I watched you get it. (laughs) Yes, you (laughs) (laughs) have. Like I watched you drink and then like uh, 45 minutes, literally 40, probably I could have timed it 45 minutes to yeah. the minute. Like I was talking to you and all of a sudden your face began to glow red. Like yeah. I watched it travel from the bottom of your face up. Yeah. It like starts to pulsate and it gets puffy. Like truly should not be drinking alcohol. Um And the thing is, like, my mom doesn't, my mom drinks like a fucking fish Mm. and she never gets red. Me and my brother completely get red. My dad couldn't drink alcohol at all. Okay. That's okay. So it's clearly genetic. And um, the reason why I even bring it up, first of all, before I go into this story, I was approached 
did, I don't know if I ever told you this or told uh, the audience this, but I was approached by a company that sells um, patches, like skin patches for the Asian glow. So you put the patches on your cheeks? No, 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 it's like an enzyme patch, basically like a, like a nicotine patch or whatever, like just pasta, pasta. Yeah. You slap it on your arm. It's exactly the size of a pasta. And then it like, um, transdermally like starts putting in this, um, I don't know what you would call it. Like this enzyme. What other podcasts give you the word transdermal? Hello, bitch. Ask somebody who is talking about transdermal <laughs> delivery of enzymes, bitch. Only Ajima Show. You heard it here. <laughs> anyway, so they approached me because they saw a picture of me <laughs> online with Asian Glow. And they were like, hey, would you would you mind if we used your picture what in our ad? What on me? <laughs> and I was like okay and they were like yeah we'll send you some patches uh, for free and I was like yeah why not and they <laughs> sent it to me and my face was all over their ads I got like <laughs> so many messages saying is this you and I'm like yeah that's me interesting yeah and they sent me these patches and I was using them and honestly they did work I did not get red okay. but it hurt my arm like wherever it was placed it was like I don't know. There was some. It was. Uh, it was a discomfort that I did not enjoy. So I stopped so, using like, it. So like, it would actually hurt your fucking the 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 point of transdermal contact. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That it would hurt. Yeah, it would start like um, kind of like uh, aching, like a dull ache. Oh, that doesn't feel. That doesn't sound good. Right, but my face is clear as day, you know. So I was like, okay, so this is what I have to give up. So I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna do this, but yeah. The reason why I bring it up today is because there's a um, recent study from Stanford School of Medicine, mm -hmm. okay, Stanford, Harvard of the West, yes. um, that the uh, the study shows that the Asian glow- That is like the most Asian shit. <laughs> I stole call it from anything Saved the, the Harvard uh, of something of that's like the only way, <laughs> only Asian people do that shit. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I first heard it on Saved by the Belt, Loki. I'm just going to credit where credit's due, but- um, I didn't know that until because- um, the only reason why I say that is because the way, because I've heard uh, U of M described as the heart yes, of the Midwest. Yes, of the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I went to school. <laughs> it's only because oh, so many Asian people go there. I know. A lot of Korean um, international students go there, like throw their money in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good school. Anyway. It is a very good school. Um, here's a quote from the study. It says, our data suggests that alcohol and Alzheimer's disease prone, Alzheimer's disease prone genes may put humans at greater risk of Alzheimer's onset and progression. Said uh, wow. Dana Mockley Rosen, PhD, professor of chemical and systems biology, who contributed to the study. Uh, she goes further to say this is based on our patient delivered cell studies and animal studies. So an epidemiological study in humans should be carried out in the future. So um, they've tried this with animals. And um, basically what it is, is we have um, 8 percent or about 500 million. Is that right? Maybe. Uh, 8% of the world has this common mutation in wow. aldehyde dehydrogenase 2 or ALDH2, which is the thing, uh, is the mutation in us, a key enzyme involved in alcohol metabolism, which is why we can't 
we're not breaking the alcohol down and we all thought like oh that's fine like yeah sure we we're having troubles with alcohol we're getting drunk we're having fun our faces right that's fine but what this study found was that it increases damage in cells from patients with alzheimer's disease and in mice according to a study researchers found in stanford university so what this is saying is more studies need to be done but it is linked to the onset and progression of alzheimer's wow this is fucked up yeah this means that all Koreans, all East Asians that have this fucking issue need to really check their drinking yeah. because that doesn't mean it's going to develop Alzheimer's. But if you have Alzheimer's in your genes, honey, yeah, yeah. it's a red flag. It's yeah, a glowing I mean, red flag. Glowiness. Yeah, I don't I don't I never really, you know, I'm going to take back what I said. I didn't really I don't get it at all. <laughs> So um, what I've learned separately from this study is that um, there was a huge like Mongol contingent Mm -hmm. back, back, back in a day. Yeah. um, These mountainous people who had this uh, mutation. Right. And from the Genghis Khan and like Mongol Empire um, spreading, Mm -hmm. these genes spread like wildfire across the Eurasian continent. Mm-hmm. So most of like East Asian lineage is traced back to Mongol, Mongol, Mongol yeah. Empire and rape and pillaging. Right. So this gene has been replicated over and over and over and over again to the point where now it's like not good for our health to be drinking alcohol. Wow. Ain't that crazy? Huh? You heard that? Sorry, Christmas. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Christmas. Get sorry high. Sorry to tell you that on Christmas. <laughs> I guess it's going to be a shroom Christmas for us all. <laughs> guess we're going to all be microdosing our... <laughs> well, I also gave... My mom's mom had Alzheimer's. Yeah, my, everyone in my family has had Alzheimer's. Whoa. Oh, like Alzheimer or like a, some sort of form of dementia and then yeah. uh, stroke. Exactly. So um, I'm going to try to use this as a way to get my mom to not drink while she's here and my brother and just um, get into the weed. You think so? I've I've told you I've smoked my mom out once. You did? Once when she came to Chicago. Did she like it? Um, I kept peer pressuring her and Uh calling her, you know, a loser and you know, fat. So she uh, finally Dang. buckled. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, he didn't. I agree with this tactic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just giving her a, a taste of her own medicine. Yeah, I know. And um, she... <laughs> 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 and she finally uh, submitted and she took a little toke and then got, um, you know, kind of woozy and uh, giggly and then fell asleep and had the deepest sleep of her life. Wow. Yeah. So this holiday season, go home to your parents, our Korean brethren and sisters, and um, peer pressure your mom and dad into smoking some weed. And okay. tell them it's, it's for their mental health. Yes. Okay? And their, um, the degradation of their brain, or the stopping of which. So that's the PSA for this episode. So go smoke some weed with your Korean parents. <laughs> Oh, God, that's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess take a break. Yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Lady, it'll be fine. We've got science! Right. 
우는 소리까지 생생히 들린다니까요. 그러니까 우리 가족들을 지킬 수만 있다면 그 꿈꾸는 동안 얼마나 스트레스 받으면 이빨까지 무지하게 갈아요. 다음날 일어나면 이빨들을 금가했어요. 보통 전 그냥 그런 거 꿈이려니 내가 걱정을 사서하지 않으면 잊어버리려고 해요. 제가 그 반사른 시체들에게 정말 두 번이나 공격당했었잖아요. I suppose that's true. We are back with our kick-ass Koreans, y'all. Kia! All right. This holiday season, I have a holiday uh, kick-ass Korean to share with you all. Okay. Today, my kick-ass Korean is none other than a group or an association doing good work, spreading holiday cheer, called the Kentuckiana Korean American Association. Kentuckiana is a portmanteau. Uh-huh. That um, describes a region that um, kind of encapsulates South Indiana and North Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Did not realize this was a thing till I found out about this association. Secondly, wow, okay. it makes sense because there's not a. I can't imagine there being a ton of Koreans in either Indiana or Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they've kind of like smushed this together to become an association of Koreans. But anyway, they exist, and they're in the news because they are um, giving out winter coats to homeless people in downtown Louisville, or Louisville, at the Wayside Christian Mission, uh, which is which serves mostly non-Korean people who need help with rehab, hot meals, vocational skills, um, you know, getting dry, all that kind of good stuff that Christians do, and um, and. Uh, yeah, this organization was in the news recently, I think today or yesterday, because they're down there handing out coats to a bunch of people that they don't know. And I thought this was, you know, usually when it comes to Koreanness and Christianness, I'm usually like, no, back away, you know. But yes. um, this is one of those times where um, the two, the conflation of the two identities is really doing good work. So I just want to shout out Kentuckiana Korean American Associations, KKAA, keep kicking ass and doing that good, good stuff. That's it. That's good. That's beautiful. My, you want to know mine? Yeah. <laughs> no, let's wait till next. <laughs> I think we've done her, but I wanted to. Um, we have, I actually. <laughs> I couldn't find her in any of the things. I controlled F everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. I um, only knew that I remembered her. But my guys Korean is Jane Kim. Uh, hey. A, a current and uh, no longer current. Um, uh, supervisor in San Francisco. She was the first elected, first Korean American elected official in San Francisco. I she have. was on the board of supervisors between 2011 and 2019. Yes. Um, the reason why I bring her up is because she recently um, is making some news as she was named Bernie Sanders's Bay Area Regional Campaign Director. Oh, cool. Yes. So awesome. she resigned in order to, I believe, probably take this on. And um, she is a community organizer and civil rights attorney. Um, if you go check out her Wikipedia f- uh, page, she's a hot, like, uh, unni. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she looks her like Her eyebrows me. are fucking gorgeous. Yes. Plucked <laughs> for the gods. <laughs> She's got great eyebrows. Yeah, but it's like yeah. that. You know what it is? Is that ar- like that argo shape? Like the that chin? Like to me, it's like every uh, Asian girl that was like hot and on volleyball. 
Yes. Oh my God, that's so true. On Is volleyball. that a volleyball phase? That's yes. a volleyball phase. Yeah. That's a volleyball phase. Yeah. Yes. That was like super athletic and stuff. Like, yeah. She's like one of the boys. All yes. the all the opas love her. Yeah. But she's so like, she I don't, I don't like, have time for you. She is like plays volleyball. Like she has like a face and the body build of like someone who's athletic. Like yeah. versus me that like I always caught the ball at volleyball with my face. With your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like ah! Like I was I I was always screaming. Um, I'm running away from balls. Um, yes. She's um, she was born in New York City. Uh, went to school out west, Stanford University. Mm-hmm. Okay, UC Berkeley Law School. So she's you know the pedigree is there, obviously. Yes. yes. Uh, she's not only a lawyer, but. Uh, we actually shouted her out early 2018. Yes, yes. Um, for being uh, a mayoral candidate. That's right. The first one, first yeah. Korean one of a huge major city. So she's fucking kicking ass. And honestly, I don't mind bringing someone back into the kick-ass Koreans when she's doing new cool stuff. Yes. So here she is. Check her out. Um, is she on the socials? We'll, we'll I will find. We'll try to find her and. Uh, blast around on socials, but yeah. she's doing good work. She also good plays work. bass guitar. I mean, oh god my damn god! It. Wow! Come on, come on, Anis that are like fucking cool like this. Yes. <laughs> god, playing volleyball, playing bass. She plays all the shit. All the shit. And by the <laughs> way, if you guys out there have kick-ass Koreans nominations you want to send to us, please email us at ajumashow at gmail dot com. Yes. Okay. We love hearing about your nominations. Last week we did a nomination, and um, yeah, we, we you know we do our own research, but also we love to hear who your faves are because yeah. that's that's what really matters. Is let's shout out our community. Let's okay? do it. Yeah. So uh, that's it for Kickass Koreans this week. Um, I just want to save a little bit of time at the end to talk about a couple of things. Firstly. As the year comes to an end, I just want to do a quick roses and thorns with you. Mm. Yeah. You can, it could be one rose, one thorn. Just to like, you know, carve I mean, out. Yes. Yeah. Carve out. We might have. Do we have another show on in us before the or is this the last one before the new year? I think it's uh, we might have another one. We, we might. might have another one. We might not. So, yeah. you know, obviously we'll be bringing you as much content on a weekly basis as we can. But obviously it's the holidays and stuff. So we, we want to make sure, I, you know, I want to make sure that uh, we are all, you know, taking stock of our lives. We're not just so busy that we're just living our lives, grinding away, clocking in, clocking out, going to the same restaurants, hanging out with the same friends, seeing the same nephews. You know, like I just want us to be coming from a place of abundance. Yes. And um, so I could go first. I, I, I'll do a rose and a thorn of 2019. Okay. Personal, not like world thorns. Like you, oh, Donald you. J. Trump, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, a thorn of 2019 um, for me was... I have to say I am not too pleased with my physical health. Mm. I've gained a lot of weight since I left Chicago. Yeah. And because I'm in this like artsy world of, you know, I'll write comedy, I write jokes. It's And sometimes I give myself this like shitty excuse of, oh, it's it's okay. You're in comedy. You don't have to look good. Yes. You could be, it's better to be fat and a, a little unassuming, you know? Sure. And I've kind of like internalized that 
and this year I, I've really had to come to terms with my health. One, the smoking of cigarettes, I had to quit it. I yes. had to just get the fuck out of that funk. I was given an ultimatum by my boyfriend, which helped, mm-hmm. but I it had to take that funk. I couldn't fake the funk. <laughs> so, um, you know, now I'm in a better regimen and I'm like taking care of myself. I'm actually, ha- you know, doing exercises every day. Um, I'm being accountable to my friends. So like, I feel good, but uh, a huge portion of the year, I was just blindly going through um, the year without, you know, checking on my mental or physical health. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a thorn for me. And I think if I had, uh, you know, conversed with it earlier and, and have uh, uh, had a, a better outlook on, you know, taking care of self care from the beginning, I think I could have gotten way more done. I would have been on Conan by Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's my thorn. The rose, um, I will say, is the Ajima show. Yeah, the Ajima show has taken a turn. It's it's really like you. Well, you and I decided to really put our energy into this show. Yes. And you know when I when I first moved to LA, it was touch and go for a little bit. It was, it was like, are we going to be able to do this? Are, are, are our schedules right? We're going weeks without, and we lost a lot of listeners. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't listen. If they were like not updating for a while, I've yeah. given up on podcasts so easily. So I get why people have given up on us, but I hope that they're back. We are back. And this show has gone from zero to 60 overnight. And, and I think it's because we've started to really like, we've started to invest back into the show. We and have. we really, yes. And honestly, it, not just you and I being more, um, you know, studious about what we're doing here, but also it's from our listeners and the outpouring of our fan base. You you guys have shown up for us. And for a while, we thought we were just screaming into the void, which Mm -hmm. we were completely happy with. Really (laughs) kind of embarrassing. (laughs) I mean, this year with doing that. Yeah. I mean, look at where we've come this year. This year we have, (laughs) um, first of all, reached a hundred episodes. Okay. We've done a live show in Chicago. I know. Sold out. We've done a live show in LA. Sold out. We've had, uh, we, we are going next year, going to the East Coast to do another show. Hopefully we'll sell out. Yes. Um, we've started a Patreon. We have merch, our beautiful buttons, our tote bags. You know, like uh, the, the thing we have loved so much is growing organically and that can't be that has to be my like biggest thorn my biggest rose sorry <laughs> biggest rose that, peter that was what i was gonna say too I, oh. ajima is 100 percent my the rose for this year oh. like like in terms not only in terms of the sort of flourishing that has happened with our uh listeners but like the live shows that we've done true high points Performance wise, mm-hmm. producing wise, and yes. like just, you know, uh, emotionally fulfilling wise. And, you know, I think you'd agree. Like, they were truly high points. They all happened at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Starting I mean, like been, the fall, like, it's yes. really kicked up. And it's like really been incredible to like meet with so many of the listeners, to he- hear so much of the outpouring 
um, through Instagram and on Twitter and the, your DMs and your emails. Like they really do matter and they do matter to us. And Peter, we talk about it off the mic. It's like given us um, a sense of purpose. We feel proud of the podcast that we do for you guys. And that's like a level of fulfillment that we don't generally get in anything else we do. I mean, no. candidly. <laughs> Truly. I mean, like, honestly. And because um, our podcast seems to be so personal and bring such like a very specific type of fulfillment to so many of you guys, like that has really been enriching in a way. And given like, it's actually give, made me feel like a level of responsibility yeah, it's like, strange, that is isn't it? Fucking insane about like <laughs> what we do here. Um, one hundred percent. Like this has been a high point, a rose for me. I've been fortunate in this year to have, I would say, a half a dozen roses. Um, not a dozen, but certainly a half a dozen roses. <laughs> would love to have a dozen someday. Um, but like my, for me, my thorn this year would have to be. Honestly, my comedy. <laughs> like just the level of writing and performing that I have done has been very up and down, very lackluster and inconsistent. And it, I have, I think, tied so much of my personal happiness with mm. my performance that it fucks me up. Like, it truly fucks me up. Like, and yeah. it shouldn't happen that way because I, if I start writing and if I start grinding, I feel better uh, because I'm crushing and I'm crushing because I feel better. That's the cycle. And yeah. the second you start to deviate from that, and it's, I'm not saying that you don't, can't take time for yourself, that the grind should be paramount to your own happiness. Never saying that, ever, ever, ever. But I need to be more consistent about things. I need to be more consistent about writing new material. Because I am right now in the midst of writing a new eight, and because I haven't been hustling and I haven't been folding in new material, I'm just I just burned eight minutes, and I've just been bombing for like six weeks, you know? Mm, yeah. And so that sucks, but I that has been I need to do that. I mean, I need to do it, and that's because I didn't do the work beforehand, you know? Like I am memming myself. And that's what actually, how about that as another rose? Like I can mimic myself and I can <laughs> parrot myself and I yeah. can forgive myself. I can do all of that myself. But yeah, that has been a, th a thorn truly. Like I was going through my notebook and just getting so fucking depressed about the level of writing I've been doing mm. and like the bits I've abandoned because I couldn't find a tag. And it's like, yeah. but you need to do this on stage yeah, and fail. And you fail not doing that because yeah. you're afraid. And Aww. so th I've been letting myself be ruled by that a little too much. And um, I want to like I want to fail harder mm. and more often in the new year. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. such a great goal for 2020. Fail yes. hard and gracefully. Yeah. And let's embrace the bombs. Because mm -hmm. yeah. that's only going to make your set better. Yeah. And that's just true for everyone in their lives as well. Yes. I think it's not just comedy, but it's indicative of everything we do. Let's live boldly. Let's dream out loud. Yes. And let's fucking cash those checks, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Be holidays. Rich in 2020. Yes, that's what bitch. I wish for you guys. I All wish right, that for you. Bye. Bye. Audio.